This episode of Your Catholic Life is brought to you by Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners with Christ. IowaCatholicRadio.com, and now broadcasting on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Welcome in, everyone, to Your Catholic Life, a podcast for Catholics by Catholics, helping you grow in your faith. I'm John Leonetti, your host. The most intimate thing I've ever done with my wife is to pray with her. It was awkward at first. Here I am, former seminarian turned speaker, and I forgot the Hail Mary. But over time, prayer has become the most important thing we do for our relationship and our family. And over time, with kids, our words have changed. At least a little bit. Our intentions focus a lot more on them. But we've also come to know that in order to give them the life we want for them, we have to work on ourselves. My guest today is helping thousands of marriages across the country come to better live what God wants of them. Alan Hunt. Hello, Alan. How you doing, John? Good to be with you, man. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Tell me, what is God's purpose for my marriage? Well, your marriage may be unique because... You're an odd duck. <laughs> I knew you were going there somehow. <laughs> you shouldn't have made it personal. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I do these passion and purpose for marriage events, and I and I start with the quote um, from Saint John of the Cross: "God's purpose is to make your soul great." Hmm. Um, and so, if God's purpose is to make your soul great, um, that means that marriage is designed to help make your soul great, just as I mean, that's what the church does, is to help make your soul great, and that's what the sacraments do. So that's really a party of three, that it's you, your wife, and the Holy Spirit, and that God is at work in that to make your soul great. Now, that kind of gets people's attention, because usually we don't think of it that way, but that's that's how I see it, yeah. Now, I, I had a good priest of mine, a uh, friend of mine once, that said, John, he said, your vocation is not just something that you do. He said, your vocation is the very way in which God wants to save your soul. And so, you know, the very means for which God to save my soul is through my wife. And the same thing with my wife through me, it, just like a priest or religious sister or someone in the single state, that the, the circumstances, vocation that they're living now is, is to make them great, not just in this life, as you said, but also in the next. Yeah, and, and that means that part of your role in life is to help your wife's soul become great, and part of hers is to help your soul become great. Um, and that's, I mean, that gets a little, that gets a little sticky. Yeah. How, how do um, I do that? Because I, I got enough problems worrying about myself, man. Well, yeah, I can understand that as well. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, what you, the, the way you open the podcast is it's remarkable how few couples, um, pray together and in, in, in any way, shape or form, not even praying together over a meal or simply saying uh, um, and our father together at the beginning of the day or the end of the day, not talking about having sort of a long, um, big, elaborate prayer scheme that, that the two of you do, but just to have simple times that, are, that it's kind of a, that it's built into your life that, um, that, that you spend a little time praying. I and mean, that's not the only thing. I mean, there's lots of, lots of things uh, to help make your soul great and your, your spouse's soul, but that one little habit's a game changer. Yeah. I mean, what would happen if, if each of us as married couples simply sit in our Father together as a couple, first thing in the day, held hands, said to our Father, um, said, I love you, and then you move on to your day? That, that act alone is a game changer because you're beginning to put those two souls together and get, getting on the same page with God, um, and it completely changes the way you view your marriage, your life, 
uh, in that day. I've seen a video of these passion and purpose marriage events that you have. You you got the place filled and rocking, man. Well, you know, it, it's funny because you know, I guess it's actually not funny. It's kind of interesting, I guess, that um, as Catholics, we, we really don't do a whole lot to help marriages, to be honest. Hmm. Um, we, we do some work with you um, as you're getting ready to get married. You know, we do pre-cana or we do marriage prep. And then usually we just kind of say, you know, good luck. Hope it goes well. And we send yeah. you out to sea. And we don't really talk to you about your marriage again until it hits the rocks or you get divorced and we tell you you can't have communion. Hmm. Uh, and so at Dynamic Catholic, we decided a few years ago, we need to just offer some things that help couples that have been married three years, 13 years, 43 years, just kind of as a booster shot to say, hey, let's let's spend some time in the events a half day. Let's just take time together as a half day as a couple just to kind of refresh things, change the oil in the relationship a little bit and, and get a booster shot so that we're growing forward, because this is the most important relationship you'll have on this earth. Yeah, I, and it's not damage control. I mean, you're you're trying to get to these couples before maybe sometimes the, the struggles set in, or the major ones. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because uh, all the all the data shows that usually for it, by the time the average couple gets to uh, marriage counseling, it, it, it's too late. Wow. Um, and so <clears throat> we're not trying to. This is this isn't boot camp. This isn't marriage rehab. This is a total extreme makeover. It, it really is um, for it's really designed for regular couples to just say, uh, I want to invest a little bit in this relationship because it's the most important relationship that I have. We tend not to think about how we're helping to build a relationship um, over time. So instead of doing nothing, let's let's do let's do one simple thing. Um, learn a couple of new habits. And then um, hopefully if our marriage was a three, we've tuned it up to a four. If it was a six, we tuned it up to a seven. Mm. I've heard you speak a number of times now. I've seen uh, some of your videos as well. You're you're an emotional guy. I mean, you really bleed this stuff. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I've never had anybody say that to me, but you, but um, you're right. I mean, I I you're not just giving a talk. You're not just giving an event. I mean, no, you, you they're they're tears. You're you're into this. I mean, I that's really powerful for me hearing someone like you do this. I mean, this isn't. Uh, this isn't something fake for you. This is you're all in. No, I mean I really do believe in the power of the gospel and the power of the Catholic faith um, in our lives, and um, it's a remarkable thing when when that occurs in our lives. And I mean I I, I my life and business to become a full time pastor, as you know, was a Protestant yeah. pastor for twenty years. Um, this really wasn't a career choice. This was to me it was a really deep sense of calling to do this, as was the transition from being a Protestant to becoming a Catholic, because I really feel like I'm trying to do what God's called me to do. And when you see the power of the faith and the power of the gospel in people's lives, and I do, I share a lot of stories, and they're all true stories, and um, some are, are more dramatic than others, but they're all very real and very personal to me, because in most of the cases, I, I know the folks that I'm talking about, um, and it, it is, it's a, it's a personal experience for me. Uh, it's one thing to kind of coach people in marriage. It's another thing to live it. Uh, you've been married how long? Uh, to my first wife, I've been married uh, 29 years. Now, how does that... Do you... <laughs> okay. I always, I always introduce her as my first wife. She, <laughs> she slaps me. <laughs> I'm trying to put that in my head as I'm going on to the next question. I'm thinking, wait a second here. I, how, do I, how do I respond to this? Um, 29 years, you've been married. Correct. Are there rough spots that you've gone through that you've learned? Do you take that stuff into these events with you? How do you go about that? Well, I mean, any 
any 29-year relationship between hum- two human beings, um, and I've found that 100% of men are human beings, contrary to popular opinion, yeah. um, that w- we're we're human beings. And so I have good days. I have good years. I have bad days. I have bad years. My wife has her moments. Um, to be honest, I, I actually got pretty lucky. Um, Anita is really, really she, she's much easier to live with than I am. Hmm. Um, she's steady as a beating drum. Um, and um, we share the same core values. But we've had we've had a number of periods in our life, not so much where we struggled with each other, but where we suffered together. Um, particularly in the first six or eight years of our marriage, we, we had three miscarriages. Hmm. Um, I had melanoma. Um, I had to have my whole colon removed. Um, and those experiences, I, I know it sounds a little cliche-ish, but those experiences either make you better or bitter. And we were able in those, again, because all of that was in our first six years of marriage, um, those were very formative in bonding us together in a much deeper and more profound way and also in deepening our faith um, together so that through that, in a, I mean, this is part of the reason why I became Catholic, because I began to understand marriage as a sacrament rather than just sort of a, um, a special religious ceremony, but there was really something much deeper going on in me and in her and in us together through suffering together and being um, united by the grace of God and the Holy Spirit. So those early years, not just because there were early years of marriage, but because of the suffering, um, there was some real struggle there. Many know you from your, uh, I believe, was it your first book, Confessions of a Megachurch Pastor? That's correct. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, this book is one of the most widely read books out there. There's no question about that. What can we learn from the Protestants that they do well when it comes to marriage? Um, I think I think one thing, uh, you know, you've got sort of three three big groups of Protestants in America. You've got Pentecostals, you've got mainline Protestants, which would be Methodists, Lutherans, Presbyterians. And then you got the evangelicals, which is sort of the non-denominational and, and the Baptist group. And I think that one, two things that we can learn from the non-denominational Baptist group, the evangelicals, one is they talk about marriage a lot. Um, lots of homilies on that, lots of workshops on that, lots of just open conversation in small groups about that. And I think sometimes as Catholics, we're a little reticent uh, to be talking about marriage. Guys feel like as soon as marriage comes up, okay, I'm going to have to get up and share my feelings, so I'm not going to participate in this. You don't hear a lot of homilies on it. Uh, You don't see a lot, like we were saying, with with the Passion and Purpose for Marriage events. There's not a lot of things that are sort of offered in the Catholic world for couples just to kind of get a little better. Um, And I think in the evangelical world, that is the case. I think there's more. They talk about it more. I think it's um, there's more kind of offerings for small groups and for events. And I think that would be helpful to us to have more conversations and I think I think one of the one of the things that we we as Catholics can learn is oftentimes we're very we're very cerebral in the in the Catholic Church today. There, we we have we we emphasize head way over heart. I think, and I think we need to bring those two into balance. And when we talk about marriage in the Catholic Church, oftentimes we're talking about what marriage is. Um, and I think evangelicals are good at talking about how to make. John Leonetti's marriage better, how to make Alan Hunt's marriage better, as opposed to describing theoretically, academically, theologically um, what marriage is, bringing it down to where the rubber hits the road into your marriage and your home with your wife 
at the kitchen table um, and in the car and in the bedroom and at the soccer game together. How, what are two or three things that you can do to make your marriage better? I think those kinds of conversations would help us. You're a senior advisor at the Dynamic Catholic Institute. Uh, you guys are really working on some groundbreaking resources to be able to help better these marriages, not just events. Can you give us a little sneak peek into them? Yeah, a couple things. Um, we just released this year um, our, our our marriage preparation program. As you know, we're yeah. um, we're, we're focusing the, the first part of what we're trying to do to help re-energize the church on really developing world-class resources at key moments where the church has an audience, not where the church has to go find an audience, sure. where the church already has a built-in audience. People come back like when, to get married, yeah, right? Yeah, and so when people show up, um, not I mean, the, the numbers are getting smaller. Fewer and fewer people are coming back to the church to, to get married. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to remember the exact number, but this is close. That If you look at the number of marriages in the church in 1970, and then you compare it to the number of marriages in the church in 2010, which is the last time I pulled the numbers. I'm sure. not sure if we have good numbers um, more recently than that or not. But from 1970 to, to 2010, there's 80,000 fewer marriages wow. in the church in 2010 than there were in 1970. And you got to think it's not going to be any better now. And just yeah, and so the, that, that number is not going to reverse easily. Mm. Um, and so I think it's really important, and that's what we're trying to do is to is to we're developing a world class resource. I'll give you the details on that in just a second, yeah. but, and then giving it away for free. To, to parishes, to couples, to priests, to deacons who are work, who we, couples going through marriage prep to do it on their own, or parishes helping to equip them. So the first part was this year, it was, we, we called the whole thing Better Together. And this year we released, uh, we worked with Dr. Greg Bataro, who's a Catholic um, psychologist, PhD out in New York, uh, to develop an inventory that any couple can take. It's all available free at um, dynamiccatholic.com. It's kind of fun if you've been married or even if you're just dating, to, to go through it. You each answer the questions, and then you immediately get the feedback that shows you the areas of your relationship where you have the most in common and the areas where you have the least in Wait, common. Wait, that, that's on the website, dynamiccatholic.com? Yeah, it's there right now. Well, I'm going to yeah. do that tonight. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. And so it's a great conversation starter, which is what it's designed to be. So you go, hmm, this is interesting. We, we have a lot in common in, in these couple areas. We, we have less in common. So how do we leverage the areas where we have the most in common to make sure that the areas where we have the least in common don't uh, don't crush us and so from that we're then building out um it'll be released uh, probably early 2018 maybe late 2017 but probably early 2018 um a, a whole instructional dvd set workbook the, the more kind of the traditional uh, format for folks to really guide couples through preparing for marriage um in a much more practical and intentional way Again, rather than just sort of a here's what marriage is uh, and here's some big ideas, but you know, here's, here's some basic habits that if you learn these habits, they'll carry you through um, any of the struggles that you're going to face. I'm looking over this right now. This is good stuff. I mean, you, you really go through it all. Yeah, you, can take, pretty you can take that in, Yeah, you can take that inventory, and I, I've forgotten how long it took my wife to me, 10 minutes, maybe 15. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to actually introduce this uh, to my wife tonight. That would be kind of fun to do. Because the last time we did something like this was marriage prep, six and a half That's years ago. That's my whole ago. point, yeah. yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah, yeah. How long have you been married? Uh, six and a half years. Yeah, see? Um, and the, the the two highest divorce rate years are first year and seventh year. Really? Those first seven years, yeah. And those, and those are the, I mean, those are really, the first seven years are critical. Hmm. Um, because what happens in those first seven years um, is... There, there comes a moment, and it's different in every marriage, but it's all, it always happens by the 
um, by the seventh year. And if it hasn't happened by the time you have your first kid, it usually happens then. There comes a moment when you have to decide, hey, am I really in this thing or not? And am I really in it to win it or not? I mean, was this just kind of a fun idea? It was kind of cool. We got carried away. Or, you know, you wake up next to that person, you've smelled their breath, you see what they look like when, they, when, they're, when, not, when they're not all primped up for a, yeah. uh, for a date. And, and your reality sets in and you realize you didn't marry a Disney character and you got to decide. And so that's a lot of couples, that's why they don't make it through that first seven years because they go, well, this is a lot of work, you know, and it's, it's not glamorous and, and it's not all cotton candy. There's some great moments, but there's also some broccoli and some asparagus and Brussels sprouts mm-hmm. in this thing. Um, and so... That's why we're trying to do these things that kind of help couples renew, deepen, and grow. Yeah. I want to end with this question because I think it's the most important. What advice yep. do you have to give to couples who maybe have been married for 29 years like yourself or married six and a half like mine that want to pray together but know it's going to be awkward to start? What do you, what do you say to them? Do something simple. Don't, don't overthink it. Don't overcomplicate it. Hmm. Again, um, say one Hail Mary together. Hold hands. Be in a place that's quiet, even if it's just for 60 seconds, hold hands, say in our Father, or say a Hail Mary, or simply sit there quietly and just be, sit, be both of you just listen for the voice of God in your own souls. Don't even say a word. Have 60 seconds of silence together. Just carve out one minute. Do something that you both are already familiar with. Do that for a week, and then see where it leads. Hmm. Don't try to set up some huge elaborate plan or structure just do something simple begin there and then let it grow from there that's what i love about your work alan i mean you know when i've read your books or heard you speak you make things that can be so complicated simple and and i think that's really what we need in our in our spiritual lives today uh he's alan hunt is there a website we can point to i mean dynamiccatholic.com certainly a big one for you to get these events yeah every everything i do is with matthew at dynamic catholic so dynamiccatholic.com has got it all there the the free marriage inventory, stuff about the passion and purpose for marriage events, um, and stuff that's coming. So dynamiccatholic.com, man. Well, you're going to be in a lot of places coming up. You've been to a lot of places already. I've been doing this for a number of years now. Friends, if you're interested in it, go to dynamiccatholic.com. This this could be a game changer for your parish. I really believe that. Uh, so all it takes is you to bring it up to your priest or maybe someone that's working at the parish and say, hey, uh, I want to lead the way, take charge for something like this. I know Dynamic yeah, Catholic. Yeah, and it doesn't cost. Doesn't cost the parish anything. It's people, free. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it, it's a no-brainer. People man. people buy tickets to come. You get um, free resources for their tickets, and parish doesn't, it doesn't cost the parish a penny. It's a no-brainer. Alan Hunt. Hey, God bless you. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, John. You're the best man. Thank you. So there you have it, friends. God's passion and purpose for your marriage. Think about it just like that. God is passionate about you thriving in your marriage. God wants your marriage to be better than you do. Even in the midst of struggle, with God, great joy can abound. We just have to be willing and courageous, be courageous in our marriages enough to say yes. Thanks again to Alan Hunt today. Friends, to make sure to share this in other episodes of Your Catholic Life on Facebook and Twitter, inviting your friends to take part in the show, visit our website, yourcatholiclifepodcast.com as well. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm John Leonetti signing off here on Your Catholic Life. Remember, the only way to happiness is by holiness. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today.